Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. <laughs> <laughs> single simulcast episode 339 Shantae's here uh i'm here i'm 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 rashani i guess i'm Derek. it depends you know whatever whatever you want to call me just you know this usually where the old white man would say just don't call me late for dinner <laughs> never really understood that statement I'm okay with it, but if you're late for dinner, what, what, why wouldn't you want them to call you? Like, I don't, I don't know. This whole thing. Anyhow, Stephanie will likely be here in a bit. Um, cause she has thoughts about the beehive. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I am already willing to say that spoiler alert, she is all for the beehive cause she is a firm supporter of the beehive and all things beehivey. Um, we're going to get to that. Um, we're also going to get to, uh, Kamala Harris being accosted, uh, at her, uh, political event, which all of that kind of wraps together. Um, but before we get to anything, Shantae. Yes. How you doing? Uh, good. I'm doing real good. I inadvertently or unexpectedly discovered a new band. Let me guess. It's called BTR. No, it's not even. It's not even K-pop. What? It's not even K-pop. I don't know. I found so this uh, a a girl whose name I don't remember because it was like it was a video that scrolled by like super fast on my timeline, and I just saw the video, whatever. And uh, she posted uh, a joke video saying like, "Oh, it's 1968, and you know you're doing this, and then." your mom tells you that Martin Luther King has died or something. And the song was basically like, uh, it's called new flesh. And anyway, whatever it was funny in the video. It's not funny the way that I'm explaining it, but anyway, the song, the song is very, uh, eighties new wave esque. Oh, that's you. You Yes. That like, that, like I felt, it was just like, I heard the song and I was just like, Oh, this is in my wheelhouse. What song is this? I've never heard it. So I go to listen to it. Song is dope. So I was just like, well, let me listen to this whole album, see what this what this is talking about and everything. It came out, uh, the name of the, like I said, the name of the band, Current Joys. The name of the album is Wild Heart. It came out in 2013. And it is like 80s new wave from beginning to end. But it came out in 2013. I'm in love. I'm excited. I already added it to my playlist so I don't forget it. You know, I already added it to my list of playlists on Spotify. I'm 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 excited. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so you got a playlist on Spotify of all your dope stuff. I know German has this playlist that's like freaking epic. Where's your playlist at? Why aren't you sharing it with us? Well, what's up with that? Well, it's not like a play well, well it I is a playlist. It has to be a playlist. Well, I have play. I have a playlist, 
but it's like the songs that I like and it's under, it's like whatever it was when Spotify first, first, first came out, if you added something to it, it was like called starred. It was like whatever, so whatever you hit a star on, it went over, you know, to this play, this particular playlist. And then everything else is mostly albums that I like. Mm-hmm. Or playlists of other things that I already like. Like I have a playlist called Music for Concentration. And it's one of the playlists. From It's the Music from for Concentration playlist. I have the To All the Boys I Love Before soundtrack on there. I have the Pose soundtrack. I have... That witchy shit. Yeah, that witchy shit. What, you know, what's that, in that playlist? That's what I'm curious about right now. Uh, what's in there? Uh... Florence and the Machine, Stevie Nicks, okay. that's it. Fleetwood Mac. Just it's only a few songs. Ooh, no negativity. November. Oh yeah, that's a jar. Yeah, playlist. that's jar. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like you know, there's my my kids playlist and what is it? Yeah, I it's feel other like people. It's other people's playlists are in my playlist. So I feel like I look at other people's playlists and I'm like, my playlists are not like y'all's are like y'all have an idea and mine is just (laughs) (laughs) this song's going here and like hey you have the same song on seven playlists mind your own fucking business (laughs) man drive soundtrack that was a good soundtrack though yeah 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 and then what is it like what which ones are mine what is old school jams of my youth that's mine like that's an actual playlist that I made. What is it? Rock Band 3. Did I make that or did somebody else make that? I think somebody else. No, I made that. I made that. That's like all the songs that I liked from Rock Band 3. Let's see. Ooh, I didn't I never played Rock Band 3. That was where I stopped. I stopped at part 2 um because I really liked it and um didn't want to go any further and then we moved and so the guitar and drums sat in a box for so long that I no longer like the game anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, it's sad. And I think Misha threw them away. Ah, uh, that yeah, sucks. I'm pretty certain they, they got tossed. So I found a, a new uh, artist um, okay. because a guy who, you know, there's people who just go crate digging. Like, sure. Like Jarman, Jarman likes old school that'll like surprise you. Like he'll have Frank Sinatra in the middle of a playlist and just have you like, what the hell? <laughs> right. Uh, this guy, Jason, Jason Smith, he has this uh, podcast called uh, Radio B-Sots. Okay. Uh, B-S-O-T-S. Um, he literally goes on to the uh, free use uh, websites where people have like made their songs just free for anybody to use. He'll find great hits off of there. Uh, He finds just out of the way, obscure music on Spotify. And then he does a podcast about these obscure songs. So he was talking on Facebook because, you know, that's where I'm usually at about a a CD uh, by a guy named, I want to say Donnie. Um, I'm probably not even saying that right. Anyhow, he was talking about a guy who he uh, really had enjoyed. And he was like, check out this album. And I was like, for sure. So I was checking it out. Damon Locks. 
where Future Unfolds. And it's a really good album. It's a, it's like the Black Monument Ensemble. It's really interesting. That's the best way to put it, because it's got all kinds of stuff. It's got like the gospel sound, the R&B sound, the rock sound, and it's all just Black history and Black consciousness and all that kind of stuff. So on Spotify, when your um, album ends or your playlist ends, it goes to the radio. Right. Um, and it plays songs that are like the thing you just finished listening to. And I'm at work, so I'm not even looking down, but I'm realizing like, okay, this song comes up and I like it. I'm going to hit the heart button. So then it goes to save radio, songs you like from the radio playlist. I think that's the right. playlist that it does automatically. Yeah. Um, and there's this, I'm, I'm realizing as I'm listening that I've liked like four songs from one person over and over again. And so I look and it's this uh, young lady named Spelling, like Spelling B, but yeah, just Spelling. Okay. And um, has two albums, uh, comes out of Berkeley, California. And the albums are just like, it's not even R&B. It's just like a mixture between folk music and R&B and just haunting tunes like almost electro tunes okay and it's just like this weird combination that just it's it's it shouldn't work but it does you know like putting chili powder on a cucumber with lemon it shouldn't work those three things but when you put them all together it's wonderful that's what her album is and so I want to find this album that you're talking about because I want to uh, actually, I'm now in the mood for like new stuff. I want to hear new Mm -hmm. music from different people. And so I'm going to find it. It ain't on your, uh, it ain't on your, uh, your profile yet, but I'm going to find it. I'm going to find that album and I'm going to get there and I'm going to listen. Then we're going to talk about it. Okay. I'm looking up spelling right now to kind of, add it so i can listen to that yeah she's dope she is really like i'm not even saying that on a guess i know she's dope because i i know she's dope because i made a playlist of only her songs and then i listened to it like eight times in a row yeah 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 like the the repeat factor is what lets me know that i really 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 fuck with something like if Mm -hmm. i can listen to it and then i'm ready to go right back in and listen to it again like the tyler the creator came out what is it like two weeks ago igor and i listened you know like that first listen it was just like oh shit what is this like what is you know first listening to that first song and then got to the end and it was just like hit it again let's go with like it like I the repeat factor is so important when it comes to music at least I mean like as far as I'm concerned I want to be able to you know if I like it it doesn't get old that's that's really what it is if I like it it doesn't get old I may stop listening to it you know for a second because I've started listening to something else but it's not because I'm tired of it if I'm tired of it that probably means that I didn't really like it in the first place and I generally don't get tired of things that I really, really like. It's just like I stopped listening to it for a little while. Then I start listening to it again. And it's just like, oh, man, that was a great song. or That was a great album. I'm glad I started listening to this again. You know, but no getting tired of stuff. Yeah, it, it and the only hard thing about the repeat factor for me is that my kids will be like, 
stop that shit. And <laughs> sure. So, sure. like, I haven't programmed them to like all of the music that I like. Like, Bella, she'll listen to my rock playlists. Because mm-hmm. there's, but it's not really repeat factor because it's got like 400 songs on it, you know. So the chance of it playing another song twice is really difficult. Sure. Spelling has 24 songs. You're going to hear something like six times because I'm going to keep replaying this song over and over again while looking you dead in your eyes. I hit the <laughs> rewind button and you're saying to me, as my finger inches closer and closer to the rewind button, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. And I'm humming the tune to the song as I'm slowly going close to the rewind button. And then I push it and I just look at you. And that happened in the car a couple days ago. And she was, <laughs> um, I, I can't help it. It's like the power of music is such a life altering thing. Yeah. And, and it can literally be like that mood. Like I saw that was a post that we put up on the uh, unburdened page about somebody who uh, heard a great song and it uh, changed, it gave them the serotonin or something like that to change their energy waves. And so they were like, we're going to play this song over and over again until we have sucked every bit of good feeling out of this song that is possibly in this song. And that's how I feel when I hear a great song. Like, or when I'm down and I hear a horrible, great song like Linkin Park. Linkin Park is a wonderful group, but they are not made for happiness. Right. They are made for, I'm going to sit here and think about my life for a moment. <sighs> so, first story. The first one. Not the, the first. The first one. Hey, Stephanie. Hi. Before Hi. we get started with the first story, uh, we now have Stephanie with us from the Mocha Menace podcast and from the Rat- Ratchet Aunties and Uncles podcast. And uh, so this is a good time to just talk construction with Stephanie. Hey. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> get out the way Hi, Shante. Hello. 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 Um, so you watch Love After Lockup, right? No, I actually don't. Oh, I mean, I've heard about it, but I don't, I don't watch it. So did this is when did y'all watch? I just want to cut in for a second. Did y'all watch Black Mirror yet? The latest season. I have never seen Black Mirror. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay, well, the first episode has um, Anthony Mackie in it, and then the dude who was in the first season of The Get Down. Um, he was in something else too, but the the black dude from The Get Down. And yeah, just checking. Sorry, go back to building your walls. <laughs> or getting oh. them knocked down. Let me just tell you, Shantae, I have fallen into a black hole of Keanu Reeves videos. Hello. Okay. Oh my God. He is the nicest guy in the world. This is like literally like scary. I'm like, Did you- I just want to sit around and drink tea with you. After I fuck your brains out. There, well, there you go. Did I mean, you, did, you see, did you see the person that had the nerve on Twitter to say that he can't act and he's not attractive? She had the sheer unmitigated goal, and I will ro- <laughs> I will gather my dragons and roast her ass. I'm like, um, why? Why? Like, why did you do this? 
Like, I, you know what it is? It's like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, this is Twitter and you should be able to kind of say, you know, if this is your opinion, you should, you know, you should be able to kind of get your opinion off. Cause it wasn't a terrible opinion in the sense mm-hmm. that like, you know, it's just like, she is assessed that he's not a good actor and that he is not that attractive. It's just like, it's not something that other people haven't said about other people. Correct. Just that it felt like, it felt like she was saying it in the wrong place. It was just like, no, you can't say this here. Because if it made it to me. Right. It was like, girl, what are you doing? Like, like, ma'am, this is literally the wrong place. You can't do this after John Wick 3. You can do this maybe. You know, after Always Be My Maybe and everything. Girl. And I haven't even seen that yet, but it's just like it is it's Keanu Reeves world at this point on Twitter at the very least or on the internet. Because he's such a nice person, like because he's so dope, you know, as far as like especially from like the Matrix on. Because I'm sure there's people who fuck with him before, but I feel like from the Matrix on, he's kind of just he's, you know, flashing lights, Keanu Reeves you know, action star, John Wick, and everything else. And then he's so nice. Like, it's just like every time a story comes out about him, it's him just being a regular dude, being super polite, no dickhead stories, no wayward baby mamas, no, just, he's just a nice dude, you know, who's an actor, who, you know, can shoot some guns and stab right. people in the face with a pencil, you know? <laughs> right! I'm like, what, girl, where are you getting this? It's like, ma'am, it can't be after that slow motion walk of him walking in and him with his gruffy voice, I missed your eyes. I missed your... I'm like, oh my God, please stop, sir. I was like, seriously, just clear all the, like, clear the silverware, clear off the dishes, because we fucking on this table. It's like, that's this. I don't give a damn about this disgusting looking ass food. I'm like, nope, we fucking on a table. Uh, as you were, as you were, don't look over here. It's about to get real, real nasty, okay? Just to let y'all know. But yeah. And I've also sunk it into a place of um, Zachary Levi. Oh, the dude who plays Shazam? Yeah. Yeah, he's handsome. That's he's hand- very I mean- handsome with his gray hair. I'm like, how old are you? Yeah, the salt and pepper thing, you know, it can level a dude up. It really you know? can. Because he was kind of regular, whatever in that, uh, what's that show? That, that Chuck? I never yeah, watched Chuck. Chuck either. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But it was just like, oh, okay, you're not bad. But it was just like, he. It's it's like, like, the salt and pepper can take a dude who's like a six up to like <laughs> eight. Up to like eight. Not a big <laughs> If you're like a spy, we can take you up to like an eight or a nine with a beard and some salt and pepper hair. Like, I mean, for real. Like, put a beard. It's like, woo. Woo, okay. Or a top dot. Oh, God. Yeah, he's a a handsome cat. I mean, and he's funny, you know, and he seems like he's funny. He seems like he's a legit cool dude. Yeah. You know, at least as far as the internet is concerned, so... Yeah, <laughs> well, you know he had some he had some problems before Shazam because Uchile, he's talking about the friend zone and you know have, not being able to have the conversation. It's like, baby, be quiet. We want to go see Shazam. 
Mm. And then, you know, he, he entered, you know, put out his iOS press release. And I guess all was right with the world because everybody went to go see Shazam. Including myself. And I liked Shazam. Okay. He was talking about the friend zone. Like before the movie came out? Yeah, it was like this weird thing where he was like, you know, women put men in the friend zone. You're like, oh, no. And then, (sighs) sir, what are you doing? It's like, yeah. We want to like you. We want to lust after you. Be quiet. Yeah. He, I mean, the, that's the thing. See, he cute, but he got that look about him that he probably was not, you know, as cute as he is now, he probably had moments of not being considered, you know, cute. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody's not necessarily checking for him. Right. And so he's probably had to deal with the negative aspects of that and feeling some kind of way, which is unfortunate because that sucks. You know, nobody wants to feel rejected. And at the same time, it's just like, oh, it's unfortunate that you kind of went down that women, that the, the role, you know, that whole friend zone thing isn't far from, uh, I guess, it feels like, like, incel dudes or whatever it feels like that's the road that they got to go down they got to start there or somewhere around there and then start traveling even further down into the misogyny and everything and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's not that is not the john that's not the john blaze yeah no not yeah that's why i'm sticking to keanu because you know it's like he comes out promotes his movies and then he goes into his hole of reading books and riding motorcycles and driving cars that's it that's it that's it and i'm i'm all about it business i'm all about it you know yeah i really didn't have too much because i've been very like looking at the mental of some folks and i just need peace because well that's just how i am at this point right now (sighs) because yeah the mental of folks they will never fail to disappoint you i have Found that out, sadly. Yep. People, if you look too close at them, you will see every single issue that you didn't look at because, well, like they said on uh, BoJack Horseman, when you're looking at everything through rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. (laughs) Pretty much. That's what's up. Pretty much. Um, yeah, I, but the mental. What, what's going on? Who me? No, yeah, Stephanie. Uh, dealing with the mental. Oh. Uh, um. Mm, it's been a lot. I. Everybody who listens to this show knows that Stephanie is single, and I. Ooh, sometimes. It is like the scorched earth of King's Landing being single. Mm. And then you have to like wade through the the rubble and burnt bodies to find someone. And this is where I am. Dudes are really weird. Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's more of like I got dudes going um, who literally... Okay, I'm at work during the day. Hi, guys. I have a job. 
And I was very busy today. I actually have a, I had a lot of work to do today. And I literally had a dude who was like, oh, you don't want to talk to me? Because I had not responded quickly to him. And I was like looking at the phone like, nigga, I'm at work. What are you doing? He's not I, at I, work. Obviously. I mean, and even if I wasn't at work, it's like, sir, I'm not sitting around holding my phone all day long. Like, I'm just not. It's like, I, I, I'm just not. And also, what, sir, I just met you. Like, literally have not met you in person. This is literally you just talking. And I saw an article about this, and it's so true. Texting is not courting. Stop texting me all goddamn day thinking it's like, I'm, you're making a dent. You're not. Not with Stephanie. Hmm. Not with anybody. I'm like, why is that? One, texting is it's, um, efficient communication, but it's not the best way to get to know somebody. And sometimes it's just lazy communication. So you can't get to know somebody like that. And it drives me nuts that there are a lot of guys who think like, if I text her all, if I text her good morning every morning, that's me making a dent. Like, it's not. You're actually annoying the entire fuck out of me. Damn, I thought the good morning text was like in there. I, I'm I'm out of it. You know, I, uh, it's been. It's a- good if it's like, if this is your mate and you're in a relationship, okay, but if cool. all you're saying is good morning and what that's if I just it. Say GM. Yeah, no, fuck you. What See, if I slide what... into your DM so I can say GM? <laughs> yeah, that's, no, oh, that sounds bad. That's that. It reminds me of a discussion that I saw where people were talking. Someone was asking, "What's so bad about WYD?" Oh, about that, and it was just like, uh, like that's not really that's not a conversation starter. And I think that's what gets people caught up as far as just communication in general. Is just that if you're not talking to somebody in a way that makes it seem like there's going to be a conversation to be had, it's going to be hard to talk to. It's going to be hard for them to really want to engage you because you basically just said some shit that required like kind of a one word answer. You know, you're not asking them any like real specific questions. Like it's like, like, like what are you doing? Isn't a bad thing, you know? But that WYD just seems extra lazy. And it's not the same thing as how is your day going? You know, or, right. you know, something that's like really open-ended and says, hey, I want you to talk to me. I don't just want to talk to you and tell you about what's going on with me. I would like, you know, this is me saying, hey, I want to know what's going on with you. Right. Which WID just does not do. And it's kind of like, I've heard guys say, I'm like, what's wrong with that? I mean, why can't you just tell us? I'm like, first of all, you want to only give me three letters, but you want me to give you a paragraph. You basically want me to do the work in the conversation. And it's like, it's not that I don't have time or that I don't like to talk. It's just that. Lord knows. I'm not the conversational mule. Yeah, I heard that you hush. I, I was, I was hoping I got through it. I was hoping it was the same passage. I will skin you alive. What are you doing? I know. So, okay, so no, okay, so Rashani, I didn't tell you this. So, I last weekend, you know, May thirty first, last weekend, mm-hmm. Rocket Man came out. Yes, I came out. Yes. John Wick was still in the theater. So it was Friday at two o'clock and I said, I want to go to the movies because one, self-care and or 
treat yourself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to go to the movies. And so the guy that sends me good morning texts like every morning, but can't seem to make a plan on a actual date. Mm-hmm. I decided to send him a message and say, Hey, what are you doing this evening? He said, I'm not entirely sure. Why? I said, Hey, I'm going to the movies. Do you want to go? And he said, um, I'll have to let you know, but if I can't um, commit to the full time, do you have a plan B? <laughs> plan B was sex. <laughs> <clears throat> so this is, folks, the part of the story where he had Stephanie fucked up. <sighs> if I told you what I'm going to do, and I'm asking, hey, do you want to do this thing with me? Why would you come back and say, did you have a plan B? No. Then he comes back and says, um, even if we can't do the movie, can I still see you? Time out, play boy. You can't commit to a two-hour movie that I didn't tell you the time. I didn't tell you where it started. I didn't tell you the location. I just asked if you wanted to do said activity. You can't fully commit to a movie, but you can commit to coming to quote unquote see me for some undisclosed time. Mm-hmm. Nigga, please. I can't rub your booty <laughs> in the movie theater, baby. Clearly. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's awful. It's like, that's, you oh. think that I'm 28? Okay. And then he said, I, I just, you know, a secret about me. Uh, movies and even go left. And I'm like, so now. What does that mean? I d- girl, I don't know. And I fucking didn't ask. What does that mean? I was like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I, I didn't even ask because I'm like, I'm not even going to, I don't care about your fucking explanation. Mm. I actually don't. Like, that's not even a good. I'm like, it's not a good excuse. It was like, a, so it wasn't the amount of time. It turned into, oh, movies go left for me in the evening. Why? Do you drink during the movie? Like, what exactly? Do you, you turn into a werewolf? Like, um, do you get a, Do you go to jail? What is going on? What happens in the movie? Is in the this movie? thriller? Like, what exactly happens in the movie? <laughs> I don't. And I'm like, I want to know. And I'm like, I didn't ask. And I was just like, uh. Then he's like, well, maybe we could do something else next week. Next week was this week. Spoiler. So... He's like, maybe one day before Thursday. I don't know what the hell that means. He's like, what if you, like, maybe you have time off during the day. I work during the day, which I've told you more than once. I'm not taking a day off to go on a date with you. No, you got to, you got to, oh, wait, y'all are actually talking. Never mind. Yep. Otherwise, it will be, I ain't got time to go out with your dumb ass. I know how this works. I've been hurt before. Please continue. Mm, mm, mm. Nisha hurt me. But, I mean, did y'all end up linking up this week to do what he actually wanted to do? Because that's what it sounds like. What it sounded like was, I don't want to do that, but I want to do this. Are you willing to do this now, or should I wait till next week after you've done what you want to do, and then we can do what I want to do? I really want you to think about that. Yeah. I don't, I think, like, uh, I don't think, well, one, I don't think dude made a plan. I don't think dude 
made made any plans or, or anything because he seems like he's got a track record of not making any plans. Yeah, he seems like a habitual line stepper. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know. So a lot of times when I tell these kind of stories, people think that I am lying and or stretching the truth. Nah. So I am letting you guys know when Stephanie gets her um thoughts together and really starts writing her book. It's going to be called If I'm Lying, I'm Flying. <laughs> I like that. That's going to be the name of Stephanie's book. Now Stephanie needs to get together and write said book. Derek's book is still called The First Time, Last Time, A Father's Book of Threats. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, surprisingly enough, it has no threats in it because, you know, I don't, I don't, I've grown past that, but I still like the name of the book. Have it's, a good, you? It's, a, it's a good name. Yes, I I, th- I I think I have. Like my kids tell me that I don't. One of the parents on my basketball team uh, really did tell me you don't yell nearly as much as you used to, and I was like groovy. Well, okay. And then I was like, wait, that means I used to yell, and you just let me do it. Like, wait, check me, boo. But, <laughs> you know, niggas will stop yelling if you're like, yo, you yelling. It's like when you got your earphones in so you think nobody else can hear you farting. Oh, that's mm. just me? My fault. Never <laughs> mind. Um, so, yeah. There was a dude in a restaurant who in, in Thailand named Frederico Hill. And uh, Frederico Hill from Indonesia. Um, he was in line at a fried chicken restaurant last week uh, when he heard a woman behind him talking to her kids. She said that they should only eat one piece of chicken or they wind up, quote, fat like the guy in front of them. Uh, oh. So Fred Dog decided to stick it to her by buying all of the fried chicken in the store that they had ready, and it only cost him about $17. He walked out with all 15 pieces of chicken as he heard the clerk telling the woman that she would have to wait 30 minutes for him to cook up some more. That's what I'm talking about. Fatty <laughs> right there. Because when I go to church's chicken, it literally takes them 45 minutes to make new chicken. So if I hear somebody behind me say something, I will literally order all the chicken just to be that dude. Also because church is dope. Eh. There you go. That, that's what you get. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, um... A woman locked her keys in her car. And then um, when the cop said that it would take a while for them to get there, she had a better idea. After the cop said that they would take uh, at 10 o'clock on Saturday evening, she locked her keys uh, at her residence. uh, And she said that her keys were locked in there. And the cop said it was going to take them a while to get there. So she called back. And Shantae Wright then said her keys were locked in the car and the child was locked inside. Oh, no. At that point, the police responded within minutes <laughs> and, soon, and soon discovered that no child was in danger. Upon further investigation, it was found the defendant did not have a child locked in her car, but she said she did to get emergency services faster because she locked her keys in her car. When she was told that she was under arrest on on the charge of false reporting, she refused to place her hands behind her back and continued to pull away. And she was taken into custody after a brief struggle, but she's still alive, ladies and gentlemen. And unfortunately, 
at this point in time, that's really all that matters. Hmm. That's not even a joke. Like, it's just, did she survive after she resisted? Because you should have the right to, to a point, resist without wondering if you're going to get shot in the face. Shantae, I know you're a huge supporter of, of teachers. I am cool with that. I used to want to be a teacher until I realized that teachers don't make a lot of money. And so I decided to be a coach and just do it for free. Huh. Um, these next two uh, stories aren't about good teachers. Uh-oh. And, okay. Yeah, they're kind of tough. Uh, Indiana School District has apologized after an 11-year-old boy with autism was given the most annoying male award by his teacher. Uh, she, his mom believes that his special education teacher at Bailey Preparatory Academy should be familiar with his conditions and its effects. Quote, you think one would know and understand the conditions of autism and have more patience to deal with children who suffer from autism. It's not really suffer, it's live with. Just a, just a, just a Derek thing, just a side note, just popping in there real quick. They're not suffering. Mm-hmm. My little cousins have autism and they're not suffering. They're thriving. They're doing just fine. Only people who say that they're suffering from it are people who are like on the outside looking in or um, I, I think reporters will change the words of parents. Like parents will say living with and the reporter didn't get it all on tape, so they'll just say suffering from that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But nobody's suffering from autism. I think that's important. Um, part of the reason why um, – Achilles, the kid, Achilles' parents said that they were so surprised when his teacher handed him a trophy with a star and a plaque reading Most Annoying Male, uh, as well as the school's name spelled incorrectly. (laughs) Was This is, yeah, because they thought he was a good teacher. Quote, I didn't want to cause a scene with other parents there, so I left the award on the table and tried to walk away. And his parent and his teacher came back and said, your son forgot his award. Uh, yeah, that's ooh, man, that's not that's not cool. That's not there's there's really nothing cool about that. And I actually don't like and even let's say even if it's possible that like it's an inside joke kind of thing, you know, like the mm-hmm. possibility, it still isn't okay because if other people can look at it and wonder like, oh well what is like if you gotta be there to understand that it's funny. This shit ain't funny enough to for it to be public, I guess, is basically mm-hmm. how I feel about it. It's not public, it's not it's not funny enough to be public. We gotta be there. Don't don't make that joke. Mm-hmm. You know, and but right now it doesn't feel like it's a joke. It feels like it's a it's not a joke where I would think that he where the the student and their family is laughing, is feeling good about themselves as far as everything is concerned. The teacher probably thinks it's funny, you know, or other people in the school might think the shit is funny, but the child has been made like a target or whatever, and it's fucked up. Like, that's not, no, that's not okay. It's not, not cool. Not cool at all. Stephanie, thoughts? Um, she is complete trash. I don't know why everyone thinks it's so cute and funny to make fun of special needs children or, um, 
not be sympathetic or empathetic to children, period. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand why y'all think that shit is funny. And this is another, it's one of these professions that definitely shows everybody can't do this. Everybody mm-hmm. can't be a cop. Everybody can't be a nurse. Everybody can't be a teacher. You have to have the heart. You have to have the sympathy and empathy for that position. And a lot of times people are just looking for a check. Very true. Yeah. It's just, it's just disgusting. Yeah. And you know, something else too. And sometimes it's, it's looking for a check and it's just the people who have the ability to get through uh, the schooling, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody mm-hmm. who got through it isn't necessarily good at doing it. Like there's probably people who would be, you know, who do have the heart, who would be empathetic and sympathetic and understanding, you know, who they're, uh, teaching and taking care of, but they, you know, they couldn't get through it for one reason or another. But this other motherfucker who never had a problem with, you know, paying their tuition or writing their paper or doing whatever it is they had to do, they got all the way through and graduated and now they're a dickhead, you know? Right. Right. Uh, just... I feel I feel so bad for these kids. They got to deal with people who don't have the maturity to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Like you lack the emotional maturity. Speaking of, a high school English teacher in Fort Worth was fired on Tuesday after asking Donald Trump to rid her school of undocumented immigrants in public tweets that she thought were private messages to the president. <laughs> you are a dumbass. Right? Well, you can't. So, just like, so this person, this teacher, doesn't even know how to use Twitter. Mm-hmm. And is out here requesting uh, undocumented children be removed. Mm-hmm. Like, what a what a bitch what a goofy bitch (laughs) and she put into the um she said that her school district was quote loaded with undocumented students from mexico that her high school had been quote taken over by them and that drug dealers had not been had not been punished she blamed an assistant principal whom she referred to as a quote hispanic assistant principal who protects certain students from criminal prosecution. <laughs> Again, she thought this was private. It's all public. Quote, anything you could do to remove the illegals from Fort Worth will be greatly appreciated, she said. She then listed two private phone numbers. Yo! And assured the president that she was using her real name. <laughs> See? See? But see, this is this is it. This is, you know, like we 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 say like, oh my God, how could these people have voted for this dude? Oh my God. And it's just like cause they goofy. They goofy as fuck. They so goofy that, you know, one of them is so goofy that they think that they can contact the president via Twitter and he'd actually get the shit. And on mm-mm. Mm-mm. And then I, didn't even do it right. Didn't even do it right. I mean, but at the same time, no other president in the history of our of ever has 
been on Twitter enough to where you're like, I know just how to catch up with this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not calling his front desk. I don't have to go through no secretaries. I'm about to tweet like a motherfucker straight to him. I mean, that's actually... I would have gone to Twitter. If I was a Trump person and I was looking to reach Trump, I'd probably go slam to Twitter and say something, but I'd DM him because I know how to do it. You know? <laughs> I wouldn't just be out there like anything you could do to remove the illegals. And then on May 22nd, she followed up with more tweets directed to Mr. Trump again. Because of course she did. Right. And again, not DMs, just public tweets. Quote, I really do need to contact her in Fort Worth who should be actively investigating and removing the illegals who are in public school systems. Yeah. You think, man, I'm telling you, man, I'm like, so <laughs> I'm like, especially here. Cause like that's Texas. I'm here in Oklahoma. It's I'm mm-hmm. very suspicious of some of these white people that teach in these schools around, at least around here where they're teaching, you know, basically poor black, brown kids. It's just, I'm so suspicious. It's just like, it just, it feels like it's one of those things that anybody here could have just, you know, somebody could be teaching at one of these, uh, you know, black and brown schools, you know, teaching black and brown students and out of pocket, you know, as far, or basically racist. Mm-hmm. It just feel, it's just the possibility is like hella, 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 hella high. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and, and honestly, it's probably hella high in a whole bunch of different places. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, I just know speaking specifically here, it's just like, it just feels high. The probability is very, very high. And it's, it's scary how much we feel like kids have to have school but then basically are throwing them into an environment that is, you know, is putting them in places where that, where people are hostile toward them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just our poor babies. Our poor babies. Columbine high school. Wow. Yeah. This is a jump. I know, but. Uh, the superintendent of Columbine High School, this is a long story. I'm just going to make it as short as possible. Superintendent of Columbine High School wants to tear down Columbine High School. Oh, wow. Because of all the attention that Columbine's getting, you know, from people who are fascinated with the uh, the horrific attack that happened there. Uh, what, 20? Wow. I think Is it 20? Yeah, 20 or years is ago. It 20 years ago, yeah. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. Uh, people are still flocking there like it's a mecca for all these, I'm not even going to say goth folks, it's just people who got to get their dose of just darkness, I guess. They go there and take pictures and whatnot. So he wants to tear down the school and then rebuild the school hmm. and then rename it Columbine High School. I see. (laughs) Like, like, you know what? Like, I totally get it. I get the possible, like, wanting to start fresh. No, it'll be in the same location, too. Well, no, I mean, like, building-wise. Like, you want to 
you know, ev- like the imagery of it, like you walk out and you look at that school and you look at the way everything is set up and everything. It's just like, yes, 20 years has passed and everything, but that's still the same windows, you know, that the children had to crawl out of to get out that, that kind of thing where like, if you change the way it looks, then it's not that school anymore. Like it's Columbine high school, but this is, this isn't Columbine high school of 1999, you know, an infamy kind of thing. This is Columbine high school, you know, that you can kind of look to from then on, but it still see, but it still seems really that mad excessive seems mad. I'm, this isn't mad excessive. High school. This is Columbine High School. <laughs> huh? Oh, like you say, tomato, and I say <laughs> <laughs> same same location. <laughs> no, that it's just like that. It's that doom, 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 doom. Exactly. That little bitty, that little bitty chain. That little bitty chain. We didn't. A little bitty chain. Yeah, here, duh. <laughs> Can't be. Welcome to Columbine High School. Columbine. We are so happy that you can't. No, no, we are not in any way affiliated with. Yes, I am the old principal of the old superintendent of Columbine High School, but no longer. I am now the superintendent of Columbine. Eh? Yes, yeah, same, same mascot. We didn't have enough money to switch him out. Same mascot. Um, we moved our school approximately 400 feet to the west. Different school, different culture. No, you can't take pictures. They're also, it said that they're also going to make uh, more security on entry points. So really what they're trying to do is just keep people out. Well, that's, that makes sense. I understand that. Because people are wild and people, people look to... Uh, yeah, the two, the two, they look to Dylan Harrison. I mean, Eric Harrison, Dylan Kubel. Yeah, yeah, they look to them as you know something to aspire to. Like, there's people who aspire to what they did and continue to, and you know, and that's that's what a lot of the you know as as each shooter goes through and does what they do, they become you know, another somebody for these people to aspire to, another person that they can look to and say, yes, that person did what I wanted to do. So it makes sense that they would want to get, they want to stop that too. I mean, and that, and I guess that's why I understand wanting to get rid of it because if that building still looks like what, you know, if those buildings still look like what somebody can Google, it totally makes sense that somebody would want to go down there and go take pictures if they had, if they feel something positive, as far as that's concerned, they, you know, whether positive or his, you know, a historical thing or whatever, it makes sense. So I understand wanting to change it. Uh, yeah. I understand what you understand. <laughs> I will no longer make fun of it out loud. Oh goodness. I'm not going <laughs> to laugh about it for the rest of the show. I don't think. Wait, I almost went to this website and now I'm going to stop. Because No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't even care if at the top of it it says 
wish President Trump a happy birthday. I'm, I don't care because this happened. A Houston school bus driver who authorities say drove drunk with children on board blamed her bad driving on an upset stomach caused by a donut. She was charged with driving while intoxicated after police said she failed to fill sobriety test miserably when they pulled her over in Spring, Texas. She posted bond, and she said, my stomach was just hurting so bad that a wheel fell off the thing, the curb. That's all it was, and going 45 miles an hour is going to whip back. My stomach was hurting so bad I ran up on the curb in a school bus at 45 miles an hour because <laughs> I had to shit. That's that's what the whole thing was, officer. So you can see it's a misunderstanding. Let me go. No, that's not <laughs> alcohol. That's the new fermented apple donut I just finished eating, bro. It's dope. Let me go. I, I still got a shit. Like we're still here. My stomach bump. You hear that? Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah, that's that's not the, the beer bottle that's halfway drank behind me. No, that's my stomach. Let me go. I wonder if she was hung over. You know, like she, like you, okay, like you ever drink so much, you still feel drunk the next day. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, maybe she wasn't drinking right then, but the reason why she had the bubble guts is because, you know, you drink too much and then the next day you have the bubble guts. I have never, and I, for a long, long time, I thought I might've had superpowers because I've never had a hangover. Oh, good for you. And I mean, I drank in college. I was, I, I drank like, cause there was nothing else doing that fucked up state. Fuck Ohio. But I drank and I never got hung over. So everybody else would be like, man, what kind of, um, cure do you have for a hangover? And I was like, I don't I don't I I don't know. I never had a hangover and they thought I was lying, but never it never happened to me. So you have like so you haven't ever had one at all. Ever. Okay, so then that's just it I I saw a documentary whose name I cannot remember and it's really just a genetic thing. Some people process alcohol really well and so it doesn't build up and then cause a hangover later. And then there's other people who don't process it fast enough and they get hangovers. Like that's, I think that's, that's really what it comes down to is just some people's body can process it the right way and not have themselves fucked up after and other people can't. I handle my shit. That's all I'm saying. Like if y'all don't, I understand. We do it differently out here in Cali. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, i'm just I'm, I'm really just guessing i don't know but um a louisiana principal a principal of a private catholic school has stepped down after police in washington dc arrested him on may 31st at a strip club during a school sponsor field trip well <laughs> yo but wait well, why did he get arrested first of all let i hope you let him finish his dance officers called to the club regarding an intoxicated customer refusing to pay found michael oh nigga no found michael camo principal of holy family catholic school standing in a roadway and refusing to move according to the news site oh no 
<sighs> oh, Jesus. It's the little things. Hey, can you put on a nun's hat? <laughs> hey, can you put this on and, you know, do the move? Uh, do that thing. Yeah. Do the move. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I, I know it's my first time in D.C., I know I'm here with a Catholic, with the Catholic school and all that kind of stuff. But uh, can y'all play back that ass up real quick? Because uh, it's about to get kind of strange in here. Catholic school's taking over for the 9-9 and 2000 up in this bitch. Uh, put it on me right here. Just put it on the pocket and just gravitate. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, like oh, hell Mary, full of grace. <laughs> put that ass right in my face. Oh my uh, dude. My dude. He should like come on, man. Like in the name of the cook. in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Let's see whose titties is popping the most. Let's do this. <laughs> no, like right, like you can't like look, man. I don't care who you are, you cannot go to the strip club and act like you're not gonna pay or act like you know you get to you know do whatever you want to just because it's a strip club like there's there's decorum sir there's decorum that has to be adhered to and you're messing it up for everybody else well i mean he prayed with the kids he put the kids to bed he told the parents the chaperones hey watch out for the kids i'll be back they said where are you going he said mind your own and then you know he he went to Find out what the people have been talking about. He he was doing research. That's that's what it was. So the next time they come to confess, it's like, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I went to the strip club. Which one? Did you go to turntables? Oh my god! Did you go to turntables? Hey, yo, did you see cinnamon there? Yo, yo <laughs> look that part. Cinnamon with, with an S. With an S, right? <laughs> right. You see that part where she does a handstand and starts making the clap? Like, yo, you know what? Because you saw that, I will. Here's what I'm going to do for you, my nigga. Here's what I'm going to do. Look, nigga, I'm going to take two Hail Marys away from whatever you would have had to do because, my nigga, we ask him, our brothers. Look, did you see that part where she does the splits? And then while she does the splits, somebody else jumps over her and does the splits. And now they both just like this, just heathen and just hey the part where bruce springsteen's dancing in the dark starts playing in the background oh nigga nigga you know what matter of fact you're free to go dog you're free to go anything that you can do i can do better you put her ass in my face dog get out of here she made a clap for a goon (laughs) oh boy she make a clap she make a clap a man connected in, or a man arrested in connection with the shooting in Evansville's east side, this is Evansville, Indiana, because we're back there again. Oh. Faces new charges of attempted murder, battery with a deadly weapon, and battery with serious bodily injury, according to police. The Evansville Police Department said officers say that this whole incident began when 37-year-old Willie Pickett criticized the victim, Donald Burkett, about the way he was grilling food. (laughs) After an argument, 
the police said Pickett left and returned with a gun and shot Burkett. Wow. Uncle Willie, Uncle Willie, why? <laughs> why, Uncle Willie? <laughs> hey, man. Hey, you need to put more. Uh, you need to put more lighter fluid on them coals. Fuck you. Nah, for real, man. You need to. Hey, the fire ain't starting up. We've been here for like an hour, yo. Fuck you, bro. Look, man. You said the barbecue started at four o'clock. It is now seven thirty-five, and the meat still ain't here. They done already ate all the potato salad. Where's the food? Say one more motherfucking thing. You know what? Fuck you, bro. Fuck you. You don't want to listen to my suggestions. You know what? I'll be right back. (laughs) And went out to the car and got his arm and hammer and came back and shot him. And I just want to know how you thought that was going to make the food get out faster. (sighs) Like, did you think you were going to shoot him and then take over the grill? Like, king of the hill sort of thing? Like, yeah! Let me show you how I make chicken. Show you how we do it in the dirty, dirty. Like, uh, nigga, like, now I'm scared to barbecue around people. You ain't shooting me. I'm about to get shot. So, before we get to what Stephanie probably wants to talk about more than anything else. Uh, oh, Jesus. Okay, what? White people have oh. um, named... Milo Yiannopoulos, the oh, marshal no. for the Straight Pride Parade. Um, no, the what? Yeah. Of the what? Wow. The Straight Pride Parade. You oh. don't know about the Straight Pride Parade? Oh, you mean like every damn day? Yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all, oh, can y'all just eat y'all unseasoned food and leave us alone? <laughs> like, man, it's like they went. Like, okay, so the. Sh- yeah, so they just like getting like real white supremacy with it. I like, don't know what's worse. The fact that Milo's um Isn't he, gay? he doesn't he like the men? I thought he I, you know what? Maybe Isn't he, he married to a black man? Because he has no problem telling yes, us I'm not gay. racist because my husband is black. Yes, I think he is he I think he is married to yeah. I think he's definitely Well he likes the like, penis, so I don't know why he's at the straight pride parade. Because that would mean he likes the vagina. But he likes the penis. Or they're just not... Uh, or, or they can't find it. Or they can't... Brad Pitt said he didn't want to do it. Excuse me. Brad Pitt was in the slavery movie playing the Quaker. He ain't fooling with none of y'all. Yeah, Brad Pitt was like, take my name out of this. Nope. He's like, out of it. Yeah, I'm going to do the slavery movie, but I'm going to be the Quaker that likes the blacks. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's how I'm involved. No N-words from me. From Benedict, maybe, but not from me. He's British, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Organizers announced on Friday that the former Breitbart uh, editor is the parade's grand marshal after they originally used Brad Pitt's name and likeness. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the hell is- this ain't This is another white supremacist rally. The head oh, gonna, of the oh. Super Happy Fun America. The oh my fuck? God. The Super Happy Fun America. 
a group that, quote, advocates on behalf of the straight community, the super happy, fun America. Do you know what that sounds like? I don't know if anybody else reads a dictionary. Like my grandma used to make me read the dictionary when I was growing up. And I remember I stopped on the word gay because I was so happy to find out the gay meant happy. Mm-hmm. So the super happy, fun America sounds like the super gay, gay America. <laughs> a group what? that advocates on behalf of the straight community. <laughs> like, I, like just... Motherfuckers, tri- motherfuckers are tripping in their heterosexuality. Right. Like, like major, major. When do you not feel seen? <sighs> Milo, if you don't go hop on your black penis and leave us alone. They, they <laughs> Just leave the, us alone. They told the Boston Herald that Pitt was not super happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they quote. That he was, quote, not super happy about the group using his name and likeness without a consent. I, quote, I really like his movies. And his lawyer sent us a letter asking us to take his stuff down. But, you know, you're allowed to do satire. John Hugo, president of the Super Happy Fun America, told the newspaper. (laughs) The organization later named Yiannopoulos, who was openly gay, as his grand marshal for the event. Quote, I might technically be a sequined and perfectly quaffed friend of Dorothy's, but I spent my entire career advocating for the rights of America's most brutally repressed identity, straight people. Oh, wow. So I know a thing or two about discrimination, Yiannopoulos said in a statement released by the group. This parade is a gift to anyone, male or female, black or white, Gay and transgender allies, too. Gay and transgender allies. You got to be an ally of straight people now. Uh, Who will stand with us and celebrate the wonder and the majesty of God's own heterosexuality. Men, bring your more toxic selves. Your most toxic selves. Women, prepare to burn your briefcases. Because it's great to be straight. And we're not apologizing for it anymore. Oh, my God. Not queer. This is all Yiannopoulos. We're here, not queer, said the gay man. Boston Straight Pride event purportedly aims to celebrate heterosexuality in a city that is said to have one of the largest LGBTQ communities in the nation. Quote, I know it's a little ironic to have a gay conservative as our icon, Hugo told the Boston Herald. You think? The parade, which has a tentative date of August 31st, according to organizers, doesn't appear to have received a required city permit. Mm-hmm. Fox Nation host and conservative commentator. That's Lemonade. I, I, I had to really stop and think about a name for because, you know, but Tommy Lauren. Uh, lashed out at the city over the logistics. But Marty Walsh, the mayor, wrote that the city cannot deny a permit based on our organization's values. I love that, that they can't deny a permit even if somebody's doing horrible stuff. This straight pie parade does not yet have a permit, but is working to amend their application for permits to host a public event. 
whatever outside groups may try to do, our values won't change. I invite each and every person to stand with us and show that love will always prevail. Join us in celebration this Saturday for the Boston Pride Parade and in the fight for progress and equality for all. Just can y'all go directly to hell? Go directly to hell. So you want us to go to the straight pride parade is what you're saying. Um, everybody who goes to that straight pride parade can go directly to hell. So to the straight pride parade. Yes. Hell, a.k.a. the straight pride parade. I'm saying it just it sounds like a place where a bunch of people who don't wear deodorant very well are and don't wash their legs. Exactly. We'll all be sitting <laughs> around in hot temperatures talking to each other in accents that I can't understand because it's fucking Boston, which is... Go, y'all go directly to hell. Like, ugh. Just, they're already there. Fuck. <sighs> just, ugh. But y'all not racist. Y'all, y'all not, you know, y'all not phobic. Y'all don't have no problem. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. They love the... And the, and the, yep, yeah, yeah, they love those. Yeah, I, what I think is funny that they were saying, like, they're saying transgender allies, right? Mm hmm. And it's like, just because you're a transgender person, that doesn't make you. Like you can be a transgender person and have a heterosexual orientation, right? Like, am I? I feel like like that. Like it's the idea that they're basically. It almost seems like it needs to be like. It seems like the focus is on being a cisgender heterosexual person, and not just about being heterosexual i don't know i don't know they tripping i mean regardless of whatever it is they're just they're tripping that's that's really the the bottom line they're tripping i don't i think it's i think it's unfortunate that people use uh the idea that just because they don't uh just because they can't deny the permit you know, like I understand, like as far as our laws and stuff are concerned, that they can't deny the permit. I hate how people have to be so even handed with these types of things. Like, yes, you can't deny the permit, but I wish that people could come out, you know, people in powerful positions could come out and be like, yeah, this is, we can't deny it, but we don't agree with it. it rather than Rather than making them seem like they're on equal footing. Because that's what it—that's what it sounds like. It may, they make it the the mayor makes it sound like this straight pride parade is on equal footing with the regular pride parade, and it's not even close. Oh my god! You know what? This is what happens when dumbasses really think that equality is a pie, and that if somebody takes a a part of the pie that is somehow taking something from you where you equate equality with oppression that you actually think that you 
a straight person who is always represented in every fucking thing is somehow need to have a whole fucking parade during Pride Month of all fucking months for y'all to do this shit, for y'all to actually have a fucking Pride Parade. I'm like, nigga, fuck you. Just fuck all of y'all. Fuck y'all and go to hell. And I hope that your skin flakes off on your legs because you don't fucking wash them. You probably use national... I don't even understand how you don't wash your legs in the shower. I am not going to do this. I'm like, nope. Well, I won't try to... I don't wash my legs in the shower. You are dirty. Get away from me. I don't even, like if you can't wash your legs in the shower, I don't trust that you wash your parts. Okay, exactly. your balls are probably dirty and got mold. Your pussy probably smells like garbage. It's like I don't have time. Lazy asses, wash your damn bodies. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Just fuck you. Oh, somebody put peaches in the baked beans. <laughs> you probably eat raisins in your fucking macaroni and cheese because you're stupid. May all of your chicken breasts remain unseasoned and pale. <laughs> wow, Steph- Stephanie wishing salmonella on y'all. I right. am. I hope that you eat medium rare chicken. Oh. I hope your bacon is burnt. Uh. <laughs> I hope you all of your hot dogs at your little barbecues are burnt. They look like little charcoal briquettes. I hope you're I hope you have to eat that nasty jello mold salad with fruit in it and I hope all the fruit is tart. <laughs> I hope all your ends split and you get sunburnt, but not cancer. I wouldn't wish cancer on nobody. So uh Stephanie, I know we were on I was on her show with uh Corbin and Gerald. Uh unburdened and uh we talked about the uh dude who um worked at the hotel the guy who got called a fucking nigger and then uh went viral for saying it's above me now and then turned out he was a virulent uh transphobe uh, who also supported trump it looks like through his tweets oh yeah I hope all of your shirts make everyone itch and it's a horrible blend of polyester and cotton. Or, you, you know, I was just going to say, I hope that his all of his shirts don't really reach the top of his belt line. I hope they all are shrunk that's and unravel. Yeah, that's just hell of annoying. Hope your shirts have more poly than cotton and are uncomfortable. Damn, you win. Yeah, <laughs> but we did not get a chance to talk about this. So, uh, Beyonce and Jay Z were at Game Three oh, of the NBA Finals. Down. Yeah, and they were sitting next to Nicole Curran, uh, who's the wife of Golden State Warriors owner Joe Lacob. Mm-hmm. And at some point during the game, uh, Nicole was talking with Jay Z right over Beyonce, like Beyonce was sitting in between them. And Nicole was just talking almost damn near through Beyonce. Like, lean back, I need to talk to Jay-Z. And they have video of Beyonce's face uh, as it uh, went from 
you know, happy to you're in my personal bubble to looking hella frustrated. And then the video stopped at yeah. that point. Uh, long story short, apparently niggas didn't like that. No, I'm not even going to say niggas because the beehive is probably everybody at this point in time. Yeah. Like, there were probably some Asian folks who was in there too and some white people on the low. But whomever it was sent out death threats. Yeah. Which I thought that was probably not overblown. Good. Not good. Well, it's not good. It's fucked up, but. <sighs> now here's the thing before we before we before we go to Stephanie, who's who's holding her hand out for a tag like this WWE. Um she was leaning over to ask Jay-Z what he wanted to drink. Yeah. He said that he wanted a vodka and, and, and club soda and a lime. I knew that when I first saw the video because I could read lips. I was explaining it to somebody uh, why I know how to read lips. It was imperative to find out who was getting a whooping so we could plan ahead. Mm. So you would peek through the window and see your mama on the phone with a teacher. And if they mouthed the words, Derek, you started getting your affairs in order, like stuffing paper down your pants. And if they said Tariq, then you didn't say shit. Because he deserved it. <laughs> so that's how I learned to read lips. But it wasn't difficult to see that she was taking his drink order. And uh, when it was mentioned that she was taking his drink order, niggas were still like, yeah, we don't care because black women get death threats all the time, which I valid. That is a valid statement. <sighs> Go for it, Stephanie. So three things. First, some when it comes to fandoms, and everybody's fandom does this shit. The Beehive is not immune. They're the not the rule. It's you not know, isolated. They're not the exception. So nope. I'm like, I don't know why y'all acting like this is like, oh my god, they're terrible. I'm like, all fandoms are terrible because all fandoms have nutballs. So mm-hmm. that I will start there. All fandoms do. There are like crazy Keanu Reeves friends who are probably sending that woman who called Keanu Reeves ugly death threats. So it was like uh, everybody, everybody's hive, nation, navy, like Navy, Army, military, SEALs, whatever you want to call them. Um, they're all crazy. We all have crazies, okay? There are all some people who take this a little too far. Um, so that's... The Beehive is not the exception. I'm saying that as someone who's in the Beehive, but I don't go to all the meetings. Usually I just go quarterly and I didn't finish filling out my profile. So God, they're going to like get after me and tell me I got to finish or I won't be fully in the hive. So um, I am. (laughs) They will show up. My God, they will have their long trench coats and high hats on and lovely heels to tell me, get my shit together and get in formation or they're going to cut me. (laughs) And I'm not ready. You know what? Look, I don't know what to say. Second thing is when I saw that video the third time, the first time I was like, what the hell is going on? Second time I was like, "Mm." third time I realized why she was uncomfortable because that bitch was way too close. Like, why are you like, I don't really know you, ma'am. Why are you in my space? Back the entire fuck up. And if you really can't hit, why didn't you just fucking ask me? I'm pretty, she's been with him like 10, 15 years. You don't think she know what the fuck he wanted to drink? Girl, if you don't back the hell up, 
Thirdly, stop. Stop thinking that Beyonce not a person. It's like, what? why can't she? Res- oh, I have four things, actually. That's the third thing. Third thing is, why y'all act like Beyonce not no person? That she literally has told all of us that her husband cheated on her. Cheated on Beyonce. Like, I can't even, like, put all of those words together in a sentence. And yet, here we are putting it together in a sentence. So, the fact that, again, we're asking a Black woman to not be human is hilarious to me. Four, and this is the last thing, why does another fucking adult have to tell other adults not to be trash? Why should she have to come down from Mount Olympus, Beyonce herself, coming down from Olympus to tell y'all not to threaten somebody's life because she was uncomfortable. Nobody should have to do that for you. Because one, there's still people going, I don't give a damn. Like, sis, we in formation and we are going to like hive up. And I'm like, I'm sorry. No, they, they don't care. Beyonce literally could have like did an IG live and said, hey, y'all, please stop doing this. They would still do it. They don't care. And the bad part about it is, why should I have to tell adults this? Like, why? Why should you tell other adults to like not be trash on the internet, which when social media has provided a outlet for people to be trash without any consequences. It's like, it's infuriating to watch. I felt uncomfortable for her in it. Does she deserve death threats? No. Is it, was the bees under her comments funny? A little. (laughs) I'm sorry. I thought it was hilarious. It was like, are those bees? See, Lord, and now she got to disable her comments. Baby, don't worry. As soon as the finals are over, um, we'll forget. You're not Carrie Hilson. We gonna forget about you. Carrie is like dead forever, uh, allegedly. I still like Pretty Girl Rock. It's still a bop. I don't know what to say. Um, I... Ooh. It was a lot because I was like looking at somebody who was way too close to somebody that you don't know. And to say, well, I was just taking this drink order and I couldn't hear. Um, bitch, you don't have to be that. Or Betty, why don't you get your ass up? It's like, it's so loud. Ma'am, isn't your husband the owner? Don't you know how loud it gets there? Why are you acting like that's the first time now and you don't know that shit? Girl, good to hell night. It's like you were too close and instead of actually owning your part of, I may have been just a little bit close. I may have been a little bit too close because one, you don't, it's like we only know what about Beyonce, what she has told us. So what if she is somebody who has social anxiety and she don't like being that close to people and here you are in her face. It's like, uh, move, like get away from me. So if she had just pushed her off, y'all be like, Oh my gosh, what's wrong with Beyonce? I don't like being this close to people that I don't know. I, I have my hand raised. Go right ahead. Everything that you just said is speculation. I know. Like, honestly, I'm just, I'm thinking about what it's like to be at an AAU game. 
not the NBA Finals in Golden State when they're supposed to like everybody's trying to be all fired up because Drake was hella fired up in Toronto. I, I I'm just thinking that I wouldn't be able to hear somebody right next to me if every single noise that's happening from the the the, the balcony, the 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 upper levels all the way down are all cascading down onto the court, and I'm sitting right next to the court, and there's music playing and there's all this bullshit happening. I don't think I would have been able to hear. I mean, I, 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 I know about personal bubbles like a motherfucker. I know that. And I would have been like, yo, back up off me. My mindset is this. I'm really trying to think of the best way to say this. One. Jay-Z should have been like, yo, can you back up off her? If she's uncomfortable to the point where she's unable to say something, which is completely a plausible idea, her husband is able to speak, yo, come here. Also, I don't know if the game was going on during this moment to where she couldn't get on the court or she couldn't just stand up and walk, uh, you know, right there to where they were. Um, From what she said, and again, I don't know. Beyonce ain't said nothing. Like I don't. She's think not it's, going to. I don't I think, think it's a big deal. I, I I really don't think it was a big deal to Beyonce. It was just. It wasn't her. It's, her yeah. publicist had said like, you know, let's focus on not spewing hate. I'm like one, and everyone's like, why Beyonce not saying this? Because she has a fucking publicist. Yeah, I, I really think Beyonce was like, yeah, she she asked me first. I said, bitch, give me tequila. That's that's what you didn't catch on camera was me saying, motherfucker, I wanted tequila. Because I'm Beyonce, and I drink the finest tequilas. I don't know what Beyonce drinks. I just feel like it should be tequila, because tequila is the best alcohol. Um, And then, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like there were other ways that this could have went, and it all happened hella, 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 hella quick. (laughs) Like... (laughs) The picture was on, the picture was tweeted, and the next day she was getting death threats, and it was like, God damn, over a drink. Can I buy you a drink? Um, but notice that it didn't come up until after it went viral. And then she's like, well, no, this is what happened, guys. It's like, mm, okay. Well, I mean, the video was, the video was circulating, and, that's, and this is the thing. In that video, it does... I mean, you know, Beyonce is, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z are clearly smiling at one point, you know, Mm -hmm. like it looks like, you know, smiling, whether it's, you know, probably for a photo opportunity or whatever. And they're smiling, you know, they're doing the celebrity. Hey, hi. The double hand wave. You Mm -hmm. know, and it goes Mm -hmm. down to kind of a regular, you know, just you're no longer smiling anymore because the moment has passed, just kind of chilling. And then there is, there's just a, you know, that split second in Beyonce's face where, you know, you see the lines in her face kind of get kind of like something is going on. And like, like Rashani said, it's speculation, but the problem I think is that something was there. Mm -hmm. Now, did it need all the projection that everybody started to, you know, because people started to take their experiences with white women being in their face and projecting that onto that situation. I think Mm -hmm. that that started to happen, you know, where women are, you know, empathizing, 
I, I guess that's the right word. You know, they're they're equating or relating their personal situations with white women overstepping, being in their space, not leaving them alone to this instance. And while it wasn't that, you know, as far as what, you know, now that we know what really happened, there was something in Beyonce's face that seemed like something was just meh, which it just may not be like, it may not be as bad as we think it is, or as people thought it was. It was just, mm-hmm. here's this woman, you know, because people don't like, I mean, there's pro- if if somebody recorded us with, in that type of a situation, we might have made that exact same face, but then went home and didn't think anything of it. We might have had made the face, felt some kind of way for two seconds, and then it's kind of over. And maybe that's what happened with Beyonce. It was like, here's this woman, you know, yelling over me, to, you know, talk to Jay-Z about his drink. And that's an uncomfortable kind of situation, but it's not this white woman using her whiteness to infringe upon Beyonce. And I saw quotes where people were posting up uh, Becky with the bad hair and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, uh, I don't think that in broad daylight, like sitting right next to her husband, she's going to lean over past his wife to try and get at Jay-Z. Like, I mean, I like his hair and all the the hair's working for him. It's better than when he was bald, but ain't nobody getting it, JC. Not in front of Beyonce. Not like that. Like nobody's that brazen. She got hot sauce in her bag. Um. <laughs> but no, I think I think uh, well, I think there are probably there's ladies who mm-hmm. are out of There's women who are out of But pocket. it's not gonna well, be this. No, yeah. no, not in this particular, not in this particular situation. Also, what I wonder too is just how much of this is this woman's hospitality thing kicking in, you know, since she is the owner of the team. Mm-hmm. So you feel like here's these people coming into our house. Let's treat them well kind of thing. And how much of her intention, uh, lines up or doesn't line up with Beyonce's comfort at that moment, you know, cause it's, you know, cause I can, it makes sense that this lady is going to be like, Hey, so what do you want to drink? You know, you want, you know, here's these people who come into your space. You want them to feel good coming into, you know, coming into your space. Mm-hmm. Cause this is, you know, cause they're clearly guests, you know, this is not their team or anything. This is, you know, these are clearly guests coming into your space you want them to have a good time you want them to feel good you you know maybe even you aspire to being a little bit closer to them than you were before so you're putting on your best effort and maybe maybe that was why Beyonce made a face mm. you know it's just like oh I think you're doing just you're doing you know, that, yeah. yeah you're doing too much and everything who knows whatever it's just unfortunate that it turned into the death threats. I'm not surprised it turned into the death threats, especially with the way that that video, that, I mean, that video was getting like retweeted, 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 retweeted that night. The next day, everybody's, you know, lots of people are projecting their, uh, their, you know, their personal situations onto it. It was just boom, 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 boom. So yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. And no, and one, it's, I think it's silly to, well, Beyonce's not going to come out and say anything to the hive Mm-mm. or to to fans in general. You know, she speaks when she wants to speak, 
and speaks in the ways that she wants to speak and basically, you know, kind of lets, lets the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, 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 honestly, I don't know why she didn't have E40 sitting next to her. That's what, that's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> Like, if Drake was all out there for Toronto, E-40 should have been sitting right next to you for this game. You missed an opportunity. You brought niggas from the East Coast that don't even know nothing about the Bay Area. We're not looking at the big issue here. Make Oakland great again. Put E-40 out there to talk shit to everybody. Everybody will be happy. Nobody will be sad anymore. And also, um, like, Seriously, I, I hope that Beyonce is okay. Like, you really opened up my eyes with that statement about anxiety and just being too close to people because that's a real, that's real. Um, and I hope that's not the case. Um, I, I just don't know. Mob mentality. It's it's a it's a real thing, and it's 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 it's. And it's ugly. It's just ugly. That, no the I, death threats, I mean, y'all could have stopped at the bees, and that would have been just funny, and it sort of died off in 48 hours. But death threats, that's a bit much. It's like, uh, no, y'all, no. And sometimes I wonder with the whole mob thing, like, are people really riding for these folks, or are they just trying to get their names out there? It's probably both. I mean, I think I think there are people who genuinely believe that they are acting on behalf of the person that they are, you know, acting on behalf of. Like they think that they are really doing a good thing. And then there are people who are just trying to, I don't know, not necessarily get a rise out of people, but it's just that something in them feels better doing this thing you know lashing out in this way mm-hmm. some people just want to see the motherfucking world burn my nigga <laughs> which I, I agree with wholeheartedly oh god okay what some people are just chaos agents mm. and some of them like Beyonce some of them like Taylor Swift I bet Taylor Swift has a beehive somewhere just are you kidding me stuff. there is a car hive okay what, what is it <laughs> Kahive, she. Let me tell you something. Kid Fury called her Ka, and I have not been able to live that down. It from takes me down. The jungle Book. Yes, the snake from the Jungle oh, Book. Oh, that's what it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! Now I can't unsee it. Oh my. They did, but they did react. They reacted real bad. Well, that, and that's but you know, but that's the other thing. Like what. I think it was Stephanie was saying that there's just fandoms. A lot of people's fandoms are just, there's, there's really ugly sects of it. You know, there's people who are just really diehard fans and they got tattoos and they love it and all the, you know, the items and paraphernalia and whatever. And then there's the people who while out at people who don't like, you know, the particular person or they while out at each other you know, you don't like this song, how how dare you criticize this person kind of thing or whatever. And some people will lash out at the, uh, the, the artist, 
you know, because it's like, like what I didn't like, okay, so last week talked about me liking K-pop and liking BTS. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, I'm all in, but as I'm starting to uh, watch different videos from different YouTubers and stuff, it's like there's toxic sex of mm-hmm. K-pop. And it's just like, oh shit, these little girls, you know, these 13, 14 year old girls are snapping on people <laughs> oh, <laughs> or whatever or what you know or whatever age these people are but i mean like just i would think that a, a big chunk of their fan base is you know somewhere probably in the 20s down into teens and these people you know have attacked other people and then sometimes have wild out at the members, you know, because of this thing or that thing or whatever, you know, saying, you know, maybe they fuck with one over the other, you know, so they don't like this other dude. So they're going to talk shit to him, tell him to get out the group, you know, so the other dude can get some shine or whatever. But it's just, there's a lot of toxicity within fandoms. And like Stephanie and Rashani have already said that it's not unique to Beyonce. Nope. Oh, I thought Stephanie had more. Um, oh, I do. Kai Hive. Come out of hiding. Damn. Yeah, come out. We dare you. We dare you. I'm fuck you up because Stephanie said to do it. Ooh, well, okay, see, now you're being toxic against the Kai Hive. Yeah, isn't that what you wanted me to do? Like, I'm... I mean, I mean, I guess. She may, she, <laughs> Kai, Kai still makes a bop, so, you know. Yeah, I don't like Taylor Swift, so Yeah, she 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 has bobs like that 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 Catherine per- Perry. Look what you made me do. Look oh, Lord. Go away. Definitely. Go away, Taylor Swift. I'm tired of you. Go away. Go away. Go slink back somewhere. See? There I go. See, see I ain't even talking about the girl. Slink away. God. Stephanie. Go ahead and do your shout out. So, uh, shout out to my ratchet auntie and uncles, Asa, Ricky, and Jay. Shout out to um, the fellas from Unburdened for being on the show this week. I finally got to talk to Corbin. He's funny. Shout out to um, Nyaze and Al, they'll be on the show this week, and my brother will be. I'm recording two shows, so um, I'll be recording with some fathers this weekend, so I'm excited. Shout out to uh, everyone who um, is enjoying Pride events throughout the month. Um, please enjoy your Pride. Do not let us straights ruin any of it for you. Um, please enjoy um what this month means for you please enjoy the anniversary of stonewall and what that means for you don't let us straights ruin it for you enjoy please and for us straights let the lgbtq plus community enjoy their their time because uh, you know any other month during the year we basically tell them that they ain't shit and they don't need no rights and go away and you're trying to pervert our children, quote unquote. So for the month of June, you know, parlay, ceasefire, whatever you 
decide to label it as leave queer folks alone just leave them alone and if you go to a straight pride parade you are going to hell (laughs) and you deserve to be there with your unseasoned chicken and unwashed legs that i hope flake off from the dead skin because you don't wash it you don't moisturize you ashy assholes and may you have terrible sex every night. Don't do that because somebody's going to be the recipient of that. And that's just fucked up. Um, both of them. I don't care. If you sleep with somebody who will go to a straight pride parade, you deserve to get mediocre wax strokes and no orgasms. Instead I of said wax it. strokes, you're getting wax strokes. You got wax strokes. That. Okay, just check. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, um... I think that's oh shout out to my blurdy folks charmaine brandon devin michael old man wade i miss y'all i love y'all for real i love everybody for real i'm all about love except for y'all nig nogs going to a straight pop raid fuck y'all and, and taylor Swift. for and, uh, and yeah and the car half mm, child the ghetto um yeah i'm sorry it's late i'll be good Oh, yeah. Love and light. Whatever. It's above me now. <laughs> sorry, it's above me now. Uh, you know, as usual, you know, shout out to people who continue to uh, listen to the show and, and rock with us, sharing the show, you know, telling your friends, laughing with us. You know, I appreciate you. We appreciate you. You are appreciated. Listeners, don't you know we love you? And dear listeners, sorry. <clears throat> what? They are appreciated. Ah, you fell for it. Um, so this single simulcast, episode 339, we think. Uh, uh, they're may not be a show two weeks from now. Well, there probably won't be. There'll be a show this week and next week, but two weeks from now, there won't be a show. Deal with the people. I apologize. I'll send out. I I was listening to old episodes, like episode five type old episodes, and I was a fucking ass. But I was funny. I had my moments. (laughs) I had my moments, but it was really, really misogynistic. Everybody was a bitch back then. <sighs> Talked about my dick a lot. I'm saying all this to say growth is possible, um, but don't forget where you came from. Otherwise, you might find yourself going back there again when you get lost. Single simulcast. Y'all be good. We're out. Peace. Dear listeners. Oh, God. <laughs> You are appreciated. This is single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slipped.